Hey Miley, we need some intro music. Okay, let's go down that road. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> There's a surprise at every turn. Woman, get it. Hi, Miley. Hi, Mandy. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Yeah. I'm hanging in there. What's good and new, Mandy? You're in Detroit officially officially in yeah in the Detroit area you know just hanging out with mom and nephew and honestly not doing a whole lot of anything the last few days besides family time that's good yeah yeah I, I remember you telling me that you baked for your nephew I have baked a couple of times <laughs> I baked at my sister's house the first night I got into town I baked because she had bananas getting really really brown so I baked up some banana muffins and then we took them on our little road trip so I had snacks and then I got back here to my mom's house and of course there were more bananas getting super super brown and apparently no one eats them like they just buy a lot of bananas I don't know what their deal is they buy a lot of bananas they don't eat a lot of bananas and then they go super super brown and no one wants to eat them once they have spots so I made uh last night I made banana peanut I'm sorry peanut butter banana brownies so they're brownies that I, I, I guess the banana maybe takes the place of some of the sugar, but, oh. and then I swirl peanut butter all in the top oh, of them. They came peanut out butter, so banana, banana brownies. brownies. That sounds yeah. yummy. Yeah. It's like three of my favorite things. Yeah. And cool. the banana is very minor in them, but they're pretty good. Uh, but yeah, we went out and I took the nephew to lunch today because apparently one time, well, not one time, but last year when I was in town for his birthday, I took him to the Cheesecake Factory thinking that would be fun for him. And the minute I got in the car, when I got to Detroit and my sister picked me up at the airport, he was with her and he said, can you take me to the Cheesecake Factory again? <laughs> oh my gosh, he remembered you taking him to the Cheesecake Factory last year. That is yeah. so precious. I that that's actually really sweet that you made such a a beautiful memory together that a year later he remembers and he's like please take me back there and he, he yeah, probably like, only wants you to take him and he's probably been waiting all year to ask you to take him probably because he said something to my sister about it right before I got to town and Aww. it was like the first thing he said to me when I got in the car at the airport so we went out there and did that today because it was kind of rainy and just gray not really like a fun day to play outside everything was wet because it poured rain last night so yeah we hopped in the car and drove up there and did that today I wandered around the mall a little bit came back here my grandmother fell on oh, the way no. up. yeah my grandmother fell about a week ago on the way up north we all made a road trip for my aunt's funeral and my grandmother fell at one of the gas stations and she'd been all banged up and they finally she finally let them take her to the hospital and she broke her elbow so oh my gosh I know now she's in a cast and they're I think she's still at U of M but today they're discharging her and moving her into a little rehab center so when she gets settled in I think we're going to go visit her tomorrow holy moly so she you guys were road tripping up for a funeral she fell at a gas station she broke her elbow but didn't really let anyone take care of her went through the funeral 
came back and then then finally allowed somebody to take her to the hospital. Correct. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. I hope she has a speedy so, recovery from that broken elbow. But I'm glad she's okay. She's Otherwise, a, you know, yeah, I guess better than yeah, a, like so, better elbow than like a knee or a hip. That's that was my first oh, she, thought when you told me that she fell. I was like, oh my gosh, does she need a hip replacement? <laughs> oh, she's already got two fake hips oh. and two fake knees. Oh. <laughs> So now she's just casted, apparently, no surgery, which is a good thing. Oh, so good. Was, there's so many things you can break in the elbow, like, you know? Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, so she's speedy recovery. I don't know what it takes, or I don't know all that, but she seems to be okay. She's good. in okay yeah. spirits. So yeah. we'll and go visit you, her tomorrow. You are relaxing in Traverse City? Yeah, mom and I went to Travers. Um, I checked out some of the new, they're new to me, uh, just the other side of town, a different peninsula, some other wineries, had some fun up there just discovering and driving around, being on the water, had great weather, been getting really lucky. It was windy up north, but otherwise, great weather. What about you, miss? What are you up to? I am up to my studies. I am yes. taking the test probably as people are listening to this episode, if they do follow us religiously and listen to us on Wednesday mornings, I will be sitting and taking my test. Yeah, I know. I've been studying hard, hardcore the last few days and hanging out with my friend Madison. So she comes in and studies with me too. And, and it's been nice to have a study buddy too. So I'm not sitting here all by my lonesome self like I have been for a few weeks now. <laughs> I saw some pictures on Instagram and it looked like yeah. you were at the clinic studying in one of the breakout rooms maybe yes but it's nice because awesome. like um, for a while I was like I would Starbucks hop I would go to different Starbucks and sit there for a while for a couple hours and then change the scenery but it's so difficult when you're in public and I have everything laid out it's hard for me to go to the bathroom because I'm like do I leave my laptop do I leave my cell phone what, what do I leave what do I not leave and here I can just leave things because it's a secure campus so did we talk about this on our travel episode about getting up from your airplane seat and what people take with them and don't take with them? Oh, no, we didn't talk about this on our, our traveling episode. You just reminded me of it because I'm part of a travel group online and people were asking, do you take your cell phone with you? Do you take your passport with you? Do you take your purse with you? And I'm like, I have never taken anything with me in an airport bathroom. Me neither. I, I just have complete trust. Yeah. Wait, no, do you mean at the airport or in an airplane? In the plane, on the plane. Okay, I was going to say, in the plane, I just leave all my stuff at my, my seat, and then I go to the bathroom. Yeah. At the airport, Same. I will bring everything with me into the bathroom, but that's because oh, I'm yeah, at the yeah. airport. But in an airplane, like on a I leave plane, all my stuff at my chair, yeah. I don't take yeah, even when I'm stuff with me to the- travels. I mean, the bathroom in the airplane is so freaking small. I can barely fit in there myself. How do I fit other- stuff I know what I'm, I'm not gonna bring my purse full all my yeah. stuff like that even like, when I'm traveling alone I've never taken anything with me in there so no isn't that odd that we just have total trust with a yeah. hundred couple hundred people on the plane no one's well, gonna fudge also, with my stuff I mean no one's gonna come into my row and sit there like I'm sure like the bystander effect doesn't really work because it'll be like well that's not your seat what are you doing fumbling with your stuff like with this person's True. stuff, you know, like if it would basically got up to, to go to the bathroom next, next to, to me. Yeah. If somebody was, you know, went to the bathroom and then somebody else came and rummaged through their stuff, I'd be like, who are you? You know? And then when my person <laughs> came me. back, I'd be like, somebody just came by. And, and then we're up in the air. It's not like I'll corner that person, you know, like, <laughs> where are you going to go? Yeah. Well, tomorrow, what are you working tomorrow afternoon? 
Yeah. Okay. So tomorrow morning is the test. Wishing every everyone will be wishing you good luck and good vibes. Thank you. Thank everyone you. listening to this, send your best energies to Miley and yeah. her test taking. And it's a big shout out to our guest on today's episode, Coach Kate, because she talks all about mindset and confidence and believing in yourself and uh, knowing that you are capable, which has been my whole thing, at least, you know, in the last three years, my whole focus has been trying to do things that make me feel capable and believe in myself. So it's actually great timing for this episode. Yes, it's perfect. Her episode was so much fun. I like, really liked recording with her. She had such mm-hmm. good energy. She did. And she had a lot of great um, tips and advice, especially like she gave us some good tips on books too. So I hope our listeners uh, yes. give it all a try. Yes. I'll try to make note of that in our descriptor so people can find those and not have to maybe play it three times to listen to the books. <laughs> It'll be good. I hope they enjoy the episode. Me too. Enjoy y'all. Today we have a very special guest with us. Her name is Kate Hansen, S-O-N. I'm, I'm a big fan of whenever I meet someone with uh, an S-O-N or an S-E-N. I'm always like, is it S-O-N? Is it S-E-N? Is it S-I-N? So I like to specifically say Kate Hansen, S-O-N. <laughs> yes, Kate Hansen, a, is it mindset coaching? Would that be an appropriate way to describe what you do, Kate? Yeah, I think it goes by a couple titles, but that one definitely works. How about you tell us a little bit about yourself and wrap it in what you would describe yourself as. So uh, if mindset coach is one of the terms, what are some of the other terms and, and what is it that you do? Yeah, most often actually I've been referred to as a confidence coach, but it's all mindset and growth and there's just so many different like kind of categories within there. So I know it's all it all comes back to our mindset, which is why I say that people will kind of call it a number of different things. So just about myself, I have two young girls. I'm a very proud mama. Just got back from the basketball courts and the hockey ice all in one evening, which is fun. Wow. (laughs) Where are you right now? It sounds like you might be in Canada or New York, very close to Canada. Yes. Yeah, I'm in Winnipeg, Canada, right in the center. Got you. (laughs) Okay. Because we are, I mean, you can't tell, but it's still sunshine right now because we are Pacific Coast time. Yeah. And being from Detroit, I have an ear for Canada, maybe. (laughs) The way you say hockey is very similar to how Detroiters would say hockey. And when I came here to Arizona, people used to pick on me for how I said that word. And being like one of the only people here who even cares about hockey as a sport. (laughs) But (laughs) I didn't even catch it. Can you say hockey again? Hockey. 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 (laughs) I love it. Yeah. It's definitely different from how people here would say hockey. And also the other word that I got picked on was calendar because I say it very. Calendar? Yeah. very. I get Canada. If I say Canada, people say that I sound different than when they say it. Yeah. It's oh. it's that A sound. I say Canada a lot because Canadian. So I oftentimes will say Canada and I'm like, wait a minute. You can say Canada. Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I have to, because we're talking about how funny, how interesting it is to ed- pronounce words in different regions. My mom says avocado. I'm like, avocado. that is not avocado. <laughs> oh, how funny. Kate's like, I like that. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. So funny. Okay. So continue to tell us. So yeah. we have confidence coaching, which is all about mindset and empowerment. And then you're a mom of two girls and you guys, yeah. or you all went to hockey and basketball today. 
Yeah, so my husband and I, we decided that like two years ago, this is the best time to sell our cars. We're not going anywhere. And we had this beautiful Audi and we had this uh, other SUV. I don't even know. I'm not a car person. My husband is. And then we just kind of were fine. And then life started coming up again. So then we decided to get a vehicle and the two of us trying to run with one vehicle and all of the sports has been a little bit nuts, but we show up to everything together. So that's kind of cute. That's fun. It's built a little togetherness that was unexpected. It has. It has. We have another car coming and we're like, oh, it's going to change things. We're going to think separately. (laughs) Isn't that funny how the pandemic made this sort of shortage of cars? Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Yeah, it has been been a different ride for sure. It's a great but, um, um, it's a great example of how something bad can also lead to something good. So, like, you know, it sounds inconvenient that you have to share one car, but then the upside to that is the 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 surprise of being together and how valuable that be, you know togetherness is, and you didn't even realize it. Oh, hundred percent. Our girls love it because we're both at everything. Whereas before busy lives, if we could either of us hit tag, like I got to do something else, we would. But just seeing both of us there, they're so proud. We can hear them like, that's my mom and dad. So I know that they really loved it. It's kind of an unexpected benefit right there. How old, are, how old are they? Uh, 12 and 9. Oh, yeah. Great ages. Yeah, that's a fun yeah. age. Um, mm-hmm. Kate. Powerhouses. Absolutely. I love that you have a household full of women, too, and your husband's a little like, oh, probably uh, outnumbered all the time. Oh, yeah. We got two little girl Yorkies, too. Oh, (laughs) that's awesome. Yorkie is my favorite dog. Side note. (laughs) Kate, uh, I would like for, uh, so we've talked a little bit about what you do and what you're offering, and we found each other on Instagram. I am curious about what in your life, like what instances have informed you to sort of take you on this path? Like, how did you get here to becoming um, a confidence coach? I really love that because I feel like if everybody just trusted their journey and were open to what falls in front of them, like how incredible all of our lives could be, because I am definitely on purpose and excited to jump out of bed in the morning. And I had all kinds of stuff come up. Like we talk a lot about some inflection points in your life. And I have a non-cancerous tumor, brain tumor, but it went undiagnosed for a while. And then I met my husband and a week later they said, oh, you have a brain tumor. It was a very good bedside manner. And so just dealing with that and they're like, you know what, because of this specific type of tumor or growth that you have, you probably won't be able to have kids. Oh, And then um, just like a week before my wedding or four weeks before my wedding, I found out I was four months pregnant with my first daughter. So like everything that was happening, it was like, I don't know, you just kind of adapt and pivot and adapt. And I had a corporate career that was thriving. And I was like, if I'm not having kids, watch me go. And I'm just going to like crush this career. And my husband was like, we're going to travel. We got an adult luxury living condo so that we wouldn't have to see children. Oh my gosh. And then I was like, I'm pregnant. Is that like, can we not have babies? They're like, you're out. And they're like, we had to find somebody to take our apartment immediately. So that was fun. But the thing with this is that (laughs) I was like, there's stress with these things too. And the career I was in and the boss that I had, it's not the same for everyone, but they were very much um, like, don't let this impact your work. 
And then um, my daughter was sick when she was born. And so I was in and out of the hospital constantly for her. And my boss was like, we know you can't take sick days because you're not the one who's sick. And I just kind of decided at that point, that's it. That's my cue. I'm going to go out on my own. Mm. And I actually started by a friend introduced me to Arbonne, a network marketing business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And my husband's like, if you can make that work and not go back to work, then let's go for it. So I used my whole mat leave to get to a place where I made enough money that I didn't have to go back to work. Definitely didn't replace my income, but it gave me that out. And then the last 10 years of going through everything. And by the way, my, my daughter's thriving. She had celiac disease as like from baby. So at four, they finally did a simple blood test and found out, but she had lost her hair. Her skin had turned gray. Like she went through all of it. Oh my gosh. That's so sad. I just decided like life's too precious Mm -hmm. and I want to do it on my terms. And I want to feel good when I wake up in the morning and I want to feel proud when I tell my girls what I do. And so, um, I just kind of followed all the little breadcrumbs along the way. And Arbonne introduced me to the personal development world. And that was like nine years ago. And I have just studied like every single day since then. And it just became my absolute passion. And everybody, I was working for different friends, companies, training their new employees or training new hires. And then I started talking to entrepreneurs who were starting businesses. And it just kind of like blossomed from there. So So you're sort of a natural cheerleader. Yeah, I like that. Sure. I like that a lot, Mandy. That's a, yeah, I love that because you. It sounds to me that you uh, you radiate with support and encouragement and empowerment to all the people that you touch, client or not client. Uh, very inspiring. Nine years is a yeah, long I, time. I also feel like I was voiceless. Mm. Like I feel like from the time I was a girl, I always assumed other people knew better. And I always looked for their direction, like, am I shy? Am I outgoing? Should I go for it or should I not? Would I be good at it or wouldn't I? And I was so tired of that, too. And then when I sort of gave myself permission to not care what anyone else thinks and to just make decisions based on what I want, where I'm going, everything changed. And now I can't, I have to help women who are in that place where they feel like they don't even know their own identity. So you're... Yeah, so your typical or your maybe the ideal client would be women who yeah. feel maybe a little lost, who uh-huh. feel like they've, they're missing something, there's a piece of something, there's something they want, and they don't know how to go get it. Or yeah. they don't have the confidence to go get it. Or, the, or know the, the pathway to, to go get it. To even admit yeah. they want to go get it. Oh, that's yeah, a good point. So a lot of it is through grief. Mm-hmm. Um, outside circumstances changing identity whether it's from loss or health or a loss of a job I also know people who've been so successful in business thinking that they would feel successful at the top and then something's still not right and it's kind of like why did you go that career path and sometimes it's to make other people happy Mm. it's Mm. been all different things like people are just trying to find themselves and we haven't really been given permission to like follow your heart do what's right for you yeah Everything you said rem- reminds me of this quote. I, I don't know if it's Jim Carrey. Somebody said how, like, you know, you 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 work so hard throughout all of your life searching for, um, you know, happiness in other people, happiness is in the successes that you achieve, but then you don't realize that, you know, at the very end of it all, you're still not happy and that the whole thing is happiness is an inside job, not an outside job, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to think that, like, why am I not happy? 
I, I'm doing well. I have like by all outside standards, I should be killing it. Like my aunt's like, we wouldn't even talk to you about doing business. We thought she's set, but it's not what's going on inside and just people being honest with themselves. And I feel like the last two years allowed people to kind of go, wait, am I happy? Is this mm-hmm. even what I want to do? Like we got this chance to kind of shake up the world and people are like, well, while I'm at it, might as well make some other changes. Absolutely. And there's a little bit in there what you said about sort of being even vulnerable with your inner circle, because like you said, family might not have even talked to you about this because they would have just assumed everything was fine. So there's also a little bit of letting other people know who you are when you're, you know, feeling a little lost, feeling uninspired, feeling unhappy, feeling like there's somewhere else you want to be and want to go. I think there's a lot to be said for talking to your community about it letting some of those walls down and being vulnerable but yeah, it requires knowing hurt. yourself maybe like being able to like you said admit to yourself and i think as women us living our potential other women go hey i can do that or hey if she's doing it i want some of that so really by more and more of us kind of catching on you just naturally there's a ripple effect and you see it happen where people get inspired do you come across, so I like what you just said because it doesn't, it doesn't, um, it doesn't create any competition and there, uh, we're, we're big believers here, Miley and I, that you don't need to be competitive with other women. Like just because someone else is winning doesn't mean you're losing. There's a term for it and I'm forgetting it, but, um, like your win is not my loss. It yeah. just means she's, look at what she's doing. I can go do that yeah. too. Like if I'm, you know, if that's my skill set. And we've talked a lot about like, you know, um, your light shining brighter doesn't make my light dimmer at all. Exactly. So I, I love yeah. that part of that. You know, what comes to me is that like, I used to hear a lot about jealousy. My, my kids are just getting home from hockey, which is why my little pups are, you know, <laughs> um, but what I really like about that is that what used to be thought of as jealousy, now it's like when I see somebody killing it or walking in in the shoes I want or having the bag or like going on the trip, I'm like, thank you. That's a cue from the universe that that's for me. And now I look for the people who inspire me. And if there's not enough of them, I'm like, come on, people, let's all live a little better. And and I feel like I want my community to all be successful because success, everybody rises. So you kind of want to get around the people who are doing the things that they want to do. Yeah. So 10 years ago, Arbonne was in the picture, and then that's what set you off on this journey for personal development. And then you said that ever since then, day in, day out, you've been studying. Um, so outside of Arbonne, or maybe in addition to Arbonne, have you, like what kinds of things have you studied or what kinds of things have you invested in to get you to where you are today, to get you... Um, to be able to help the clients that you you are helping today? Yeah, so my background in school, I took psychology. So psychology is sort of my my background. I have always loved, and sociology was actually my big major because I love the culture. I love to like learn about people and how they work off of each other. And we're like so fascinating how we do things without even realizing it because of what's around us. So just in my education, I got sparked. And when I got hired for my corporate career, they were like, hey, we're creating a new department. We want you to study the culture of our company. So wow. I was flying across Canada, and then eventually I couldn't keep up. So I got to hire 14 people across Canada, and I was just, I was killing it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay, because that's as far as I needed to get with that. But um, 
all of that experience and then realizing that the people who were having the most success had boundaries, they made quick decisions and they invested in themselves. From that point, like I was investing in my own mentors and coaches. I am part of three masterminds. I have a study group, well, two study groups that I switch off on on the days that one's off. And I've just kind of like surrounded myself with people who are doing the do. Like I want the bigger the failures, the better. Like if I see a friend like like go all out and fail, I'm like, yes, let's go for drinks. Or the person mm-hmm. who's going to the top for success and they were vulnerable. So it's really like, I think the biggest learning is getting yourself around people who inspire you to do more, to be better, to try harder. I know that that's not everybody's cup of tea, but even if it's somebody who inspires you to try to take time for yourself, I think that that's a win. Yeah, inspire, empower. That's Those are kind of the things that we are all about here. Are you seeing any particular hurdles that women are facing today, maybe more than other things? Yeah, like specific hurdles. Yeah, specifically the ones that I'm dealing with are burnout and wearing too many hats Oh yeah, and feeling very alone, even though they're with all of us. It's like they're with you, but they're numb because they're trying to do so many things. They're trying to be everything to everyone and keep their head on straight. And right now, mental health is really, really big. I have a lot of friends who are impacted by mental health with different family members or spouses. And so a lot of the women that I'm dealing with, they're trying to overcome. Like every single person I talk to, because I majority work with women, it's like, I want to help other people. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, they're barely holding on by a thread and that's still like their aspiration. So it's really about helping people get back to like, there's this process that I go through with people. It's called unhook. You unhook from every responsibility, every relationship, and you allow yourself to sit in that feeling and know that everything's okay without you. It's just like we would tell people in the corp world when, like, I know you think you're the company's holding together because of you, but really, if something happened to you, it's going to keep going. Mm -hmm. So take that pressure off yourself. So with this unhooking exercise, you kind of decide what do I want to take back? Like you unhook everything because realistically we put so much pressure on ourselves that's unnecessary. And society has been really great at that. I mean, we as women have fought really hard for where we are today in the world and we have a lot further to go. That doesn't mean you have to be everything to everyone and honoring yourself first and foremost is crucial to getting where you want to go. Because like you said, you're facing burnout, you're wearing too many hats, you're feeling lost, you're feeling like you're not there, even though you're literally everywhere, because you're not honoring that deep sense of self. You're not taking care of yourself. Yeah. And I also really love that you call it unhook, because it makes me think of taking off my bra, which is like my favorite part of the day. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Who can't relate to that? (laughs) I love that. So the subliminal messaging for me, I'm like, that sounds so comfortable. Let's do it. Where's the line? Let's sign right now. (laughs) That's amazing. Um, Yeah, burnout is something and wearing too many hats, something Miley and I both, uh, I think, associate with and recognize and feel and empathize all the things right now. I just left my corporate job of 12 years because I was just kind of done with it. Thanks. uh, I'm still in it. (laughs) 
<laughs> She's still in it. We were actually coworkers for a long time, but I, it was something I knew was coming and I started, I have another business on the side and then we just kind of have this as a fun project right now that we're ramping up. But I, uh, I just knew I was done with it and I was like, it's time to go. And like you said, yes, they relied on me for a lot of things. I was the right hand to almost everything there. And, but I was like, when I leave, like my goal has been to set you all up so that you can do this when I'm gone. You can do this, whether I get hit by a bus tomorrow, I go on a two week vacation or I move on to something else and you know all three of those terrified everyone there but as you know as long as I had sort of done at least 80% of what I hoped to accomplish with their mentality and how they operated uh, regardless of me physically being present I knew it was going to be okay and and she has been successful we haven't burned the place down yet look at that so we're we're still functioning (laughs) I'm still alive I thought I was gonna die it's been like three months and they're all still kicking (laughs) I think that's that's really important I I really um I like that can you tell us about some everyday behaviors and habits I know you talk a lot about I mean the mindset is all about that are there specific mind like behaviors and habits related to mindset and confidence that have changed sort of you back in that time when you were making that transition? Yeah, um, just becoming aware of the power of my thoughts mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. kind of picking up on the thoughts that I was repeating that weren't serving me. Mm. So that was really big, but I needed the guidance of a coach. Like I have a mentor and some of the things she said, I hated it, but it was like she gave me permission to let go of some things or some beliefs or to let go of blame or judgment for myself or for others. I also, I don't know if this is appropriate for your show. So it's all appropriate. It's all fair game. (laughs) Everything, anything and everything is fair game. Okay. Uh, I was also assaulted when I was 17. I was sexually assaulted Mm -hmm. and I didn't deal with it at all. And I didn't tell my family. And so a lot of those things, just like burying them, but letting them still become part of who you are as far as fearing, fearing the world, fearing men, fearing in my situation. All of that stuff, just realizing, no, you know what? You don't have to be fearful. Like you get to actually be in control of your thoughts and what you feel was like, whoa, hold on. And then it was going from there and crafting what I want my life to be like and what I want it to look like. And just with the further training that I got from there, it's the, 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 it takes work. You're not just going to change your habit overnight. You got to kind of work at it every day and find new thoughts to replace them. So I would say that that's really big. It's really like the thought work. I know I've heard a lot of people say that it just can't be overdone and you need sometimes someone outside of you to bring a different perspective to just kind of unlock it and go, okay, okay, I can move forward here. We've talked about that a lot because you can hear coaches, you can hear, you know, you can read books, you can watch podcasts, YouTubes, you can watch TED Talks, you can do all the things and like somewhere, some way, all of a sudden somebody is going to say it in the way that it just, it sinks in, it clicks with you and the light bulb comes on and you're like, oh, that's what everyone's been talking about. So I'm with you on the whole, just keep freaking doing it, like do it over and over and over again until it becomes the way your brain is wired. I personally have talked a lot on this show about um, alcoholism in my family and lots of addiction and how that formed how I thought romantic relationships should be and like love patterns, so to speak. And um, people who were unavailable to actually love were the people that I sought out because of these family dynamics. And it took an ex going to rehab before I finally figured out through some of the counseling and things that I did with that group. I was like, oh, I don't 
have to do all this? Like I, like, you know, there's all these bad behaviors that friends and family of alcoholics and addicts develop as a way of coping with this trauma. And I was like, oh, I do that. Ew, I do that too. Oh, I don't want to do that. And just sort of like you said, hearing things that are sort of not complimentary and going, oh, I don't have to do that. Okay, well, what else can I do? And then working a lot to undo a lot of those thinking, those the patterns and those behaviors and sort of manipulating people to try to get them to behave the way you want them to behave and just daily work. My mentor, it was something she said that was so subtle, but I have held on to, I say it probably a million times myself a day, but what if it was meant to be easy? What oh. if it was meant to be easy? Every situation I come into, I know my old thought pattern would have been like, oh, this is going to take effort or, oh, this is going to be hard or, oh, this is going to be... I just replaced it with, what if this is easy? And literally just changing that thought, half of the stress and worry that was useless anyway, because the worst case never happened, I feel so light and free. It's very similar. One of uh, the techniques that my brother taught me is like, whenever I have anxious thoughts, to kind of do the opposite. So like if, um, you know, like very basic example, but like, you know, we always think like, the, the worst case scenario, what happens if like the worst case scenario happens? Well, flip it around. Mm -hmm. Like what happens if the best case scenario happens? And so again, yeah. it just reminds me of what you just said. Like instead of, you know, uh, thinking of those, those negative thoughts, just do the opposite, like make it the positive form of it. Yeah. I think our human brains are so developed evolutionarily to avoid the tigers and watch out for this. You know, we're constantly aware of the dangers that are happening, but in today's society, that's just not real for the majority of us. And we need to flip our mindset, especially when we're trying to go after something to what if it all goes right? And you know, too, when you think about any professional athlete or somebody who's just crushing in business, I love, love, love Sarah Blakely. She's like my, like, yes, yes. she's like right? one of our gods. <laughs> yeah. So I just think they're so focused on their purpose and what they're doing. They don't have the space to think about anything else. That's and amazing. like athletes, especially Olympians. Oh my God. I cry every time I just see an Olympian standing there because of what they go through. And it's like, they're not allowing those little thoughts to come in and potentially affect their outcome. So why should any of us, like this should be just standard education for everyone, how to deal with that anxiety and that negative thought. And I heard someone say once, like we weren't meant to know what was happening in every single country of the world on a daily basis. Like our own mm -hmm. stress systems can't handle, especially when we're so far removed and we can't take immediate action. It's like we just sit and simmer in stress. Yeah. Like finding ways to protect ourselves and focus just on what we're doing and do it with so much passion and love and excitement that that's what you're filled with. It's such a better energy at the beginning of the day and the end of the day. Yeah, I stopped watching. I never was really a news watcher, so to speak. Um, but I, I specifically stopped paying attention to local news and the when it just becomes too much, it's like they never talk about anything good on here. And when I go home, I, my parents watch the news, you know, because that's their generation. And I'm like, why do we have to watch this two or three times a day? I was like, the same story is happening. I already heard about this. And they never talk about yeah. anything fun. Where's the channel that talks about all the cool shit that's happening around town? Because I know it's out there. Why aren't they talking about that? Like, why do they have to sit around and make everybody scared all day? It's so funny that you say that. I was interviewed in high school one time about what I'd like to do in, like, when I grow up. And I was like, I want to be a news reporter. And they're like, what kind of news do you want to do? And I was like, I want to do morning news before bad things happen 
happen. So all I talk about is the good stuff. <laughs> and like, I imagine like, again, at yeah. the age of 14, that's what was going on in my head. Like yeah. news, all I heard was bad news. So I wanted to be a news reporter that talked about good stuff. <laughs> That's so that's that that's so revealing though, right? And to a what you were being exposed to as a kid, uh, home, not home, whatever it is, but like also that you have this little light inside of you that wants to spread some happiness at such a young age. That's super cool. If I didn't I didn't think about it until you had mentioned the whole news thing. I was like, oh my gosh, I remember this memory. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard her say that. I've known her forever. <laughs> Um, does this have it? So we saw on your, on your Instagram page and your link tree, you have a clarity blueprint. Does that have to do with these little changes? Yes, very much so. So my real, my big belief, and actually you guys can test this out, but if you ask a lot of people, like, what do you want? And they go all oh, obvious. And then they have like three things off the top of their head that are so surface. And like, even this is something really interesting that my mentor said, she's like, I thought I wanted a cottage because everyone has a cottage and I finally made enough to get a cottage and she's like, I got to looking at them. And I was like, I don't want a cottage. I want to have somewhere hot, but because everyone had a cottage, I thought that's what I was supposed to do. Yeah. Like people aren't even taking the time to think about what they really want. And then, so it's all about getting really clear on what you want out of life. And I remember in my corporate job going, Oh, I want, I want to have an impact. I, I want to give back. I, I want to create a, a scholarship and a foundation. And I want to help clean the water up. No, I had all these ideas but then the how, stop me dead in my tracks because I thought well I don't know how but now I realize you find out how on the journey just keep taking one step forward towards whatever you're picturing and it'll happen so it's really helping people get clear because there's also been people who've been really sad when I ask them even in my one-on-one -on -one coaching okay let's start what do you want and they have no idea yeah they haven't allowed themselves to think about it at all wow I know people so, like this and I, I understand that like oof yeah, it, they felt like exposed. And I was just like, you know, we like sometimes you hit a certain age or you have kids or you were brought up with a very like, just get a job and stick with it, be loyal. And you're kind of told, don't dream outside of that. <laughs> I was just going to say, we talk about this a lot, but like you, you're told like you, you go, you know, graduate high school, go to college, find a job, get married, have kids. Like you, you're told from society, from Especially your friends. Especially culturally, like, culturally, Miley coming from an yeah. Asian household and I was like, go out, be a doctor. Yeah. Then go get married and, and have kids. Make like, me some babies. It. It's like that, you know, like, and then, you know, when you were saying in your one-on-one -on -one coaching, you're like, tell me what you want. Like, let's talk about this. Let's actually set aside time. Like, it's actually a time where you're given permission to even think about what you want because for so long you've been told what to want and you don't even get the chance or the opportunity. You don't even know that you are allowed to even consider what you want or it's a luxury to even consider what is it that you really want? I mean, it's only been in the last couple of years where I'm like this whole time I'm thinking I need to f like get married and I need to have kids. And now just in the last couple of years, I'm like, maybe I don't want kids. Maybe I do want kids, but I never was allowed to even think about like not wanting kids or not having kids. Yeah. And to me, that was fascinating. Like hearing my mentor say that about the cottage, I was like, oh snap like how many things are on my goal list right now that's just because my best friend wants that or my parents thought that was cool like what was actually what came to mind for me and it is it's like it's like I don't know it's nervousness that comes up like can I really can I think like for myself what I want yeah and it's interesting yeah sorry sorry I didn't mean to interrupt I was just going to say, and that's where what used to be thought of as competition comes up for me mm. because what I find helpful when I'm feeling a little bit like I'm clear, I start to look for it. 
So I start to look for people who are sparking me or I start to look for things that I really want and that gets me going again. It's funny. One of my next questions <laughs> was to you was about who gets you going when you're looking for a little inspiration. And um, was it is it a coach? Is it a book? Is it a podcast? It, uh, you have your own coaches, so I'm sure they get you going, too. Yeah. And different coaches do different things for you. And then you kind of outgrow some coaches, which I think is totally good. I usually have about three books on the go. I'm kind of like that's that's my thing for knowledge like I just I'm a sponge I cannot get enough content and understanding of humans and human potential and just mm, seeing people go after (laughs) my favorite book right now and if I saw this on a bookshelf I never would have bought it but one of my mentors suggested it it's called God Works Through Faith okay and it's not religious it's about having faith and it talks about like when you get in your car in the morning you have faith that you're going to arrive at your destination or like when you, like every single thing we do, when we ha- get on an airplane, we have faith that it's going to land at the destination we want. Everything we do in the day is having faith that the outcome's going to happen. So yet when it comes to something we really want, all of a sudden faith out the window. It's all oh. about fear. And it's so interesting. And I just like, I can't get enough of this because it's bite-sized information. It's like candy about you're the game changer. You're the one, if you really believe in yourself, if you really know I can do anything if I'm, if I'm willing to, which that's up to you, but everyone's able, like, I'm sure you guys have heard the amount of potential any of us scratches is so minimal to what we could actually do. Mm -hmm. And I heard once, like, if you had a family member or a child, I don't know if either of you have a child, children, but like, if your child was in a burning house, how quickly would you figure out how to get to them? because of pure like emotion driven thinking saving whereas in our day-to-day where we need to do big things we can we can hold back like no you have it in you to overcome anything if you had to raise a million dollars to save your family you would find a way within a week how to find a million dollars when I was like hey do you want to make a million dollars Oh my, I don't know. I, I've never made that. Where would I get that money from? Everybody's broke. Like you'd have all this crap in your head. So if you change what you're focused on and what you're aiming for to be something that like lights you up, look out. There's nothing that's going to stop you. I love that. That book is also not one I would have picked up because it says God in the title. I'm like, I'm out. (laughs) It's very masculine. It's very old. So I say a lot of she, when they say he and all these different things, but it's really good. That's exactly what happens if I ever get dragged to a church. Every time the person up there at the at the front, whatever you call them, whoever they are, they're uh, he, he, he. And I'm like, she, she, she. Oh, my goodness. You saying that just, again, I'm getting a lot of memory flashbacks. <laughs> but I remember when I was like 15 years old in high school and um, some guy was talking to me about church and God. And he kept saying he and I kept correcting she and he kept correcting me, he. And I was just like, OK, I'm done with this conversation. <laughs> And we're out. Yeah, it's not one I would have picked up, but I really appreciate that sort of redefining almost immediately for me of the word faith, because faith is a word I think I use very sparingly because it feels so closely tied to religion. And I struggle with the idea of structured and formal religions because I feel like so much evil in the world has been done in the name of religion that I really struggle with attaching myself to any one of them. Um, So faith is a word that's kind of tender for me. And I really appreciate that you get on a plane and you have faith that it's going to arrive. Like it's like, belief it's just it's like trust in my mind I yeah. like I, I don't use the word faith but I use the word trust like mm. I trust that this will 
happen. I yeah. trust that you can do this. I trust that uh, that this will, you know, the good things will come out of this. I trust that the plane will land. <laughs> so now it's, I trust that I can do hard yeah. things. I trust that I can mm-hmm. do big things. I trust that I can do new things. You know what's interesting about knowing that you can do hard things is that you had to have been tested about that. Oh, so yeah. when people fear the worst case scenarios, I'm like, but that's where you find out what you're made of. Mm-hmm. But that's where you find your strength. And so, like, I've been I've been dealt a lot of uh, hard things, and um, this coach gave me permission to twist my perspective on them. That uh, instead of a victim, it's like, look at how freaking unstoppable you are. Look what you've overcome. Now you got to go and help other people become aware of that. Because once you know this stuff, you can't keep it to yourself. Yeah, that's why we're here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like I have so much to say. I just need to put it out there so other people can hear it if they want to. Hopefully they do. <laughs> like, we have so much to say, and we know that other people like yourself have so much value and so much wisdom to offer that it just seems like a shame not to put a microphone literally in front of those voices and put them out into the world for people to hear. And because we have experienced this hearing things time and time again from different angles and different perceptions, that it only takes that one time of hearing it for it to sink in. And like, hopefully we've done that for a few people and hopefully we continue to do that. And that's why having you on the show is so wonderful because we want to bring your energy, your light, your passion, your inspiration to the yeah. folks that we get to talk to every week. It's kind of like you guys are newscasters for the morning news. Before all the bad <laughs> My stuff dream happens. came true. We're sharing the light. <laughs> You're sharing the light with everyone. Isn't that beautiful, though, that we get to control the content a little bit more and get out the good mm-hmm. stuff? So with your content, now that you talk about content, so we talked about your Clarity Blueprint. Can you tell us a little bit about your day-in, day-out offers that you provide for clients and, and how people can find you? Absolutely. So before the pandemic, a lot of what I was doing was in person. Mm-hmm. So this is a big adjustment. And I met a stranger on the internet who was like, well, why wouldn't you do this online? I was like, huh. So like in December, so I was like, I can't wait. So January, I've been slowly like moving everything online. And now I have my program that I created called Truvu Mastery. And this is sort of the eight steps towards reinventing yourself by really getting clear on what you want and how you want to show up and what it looks like and constantly going back. And a lot of the one-on-one time I'm facilitating, like I'm not the type of coach who's going to say, oh, let's fix you. It's like, hey, you have the answers. Let me help pull them out of you by allowing you to go inwards. There's lots of guided visualization and meditation, but it's also sharing the information and knowledge that I've pulled together over the last 10 years. So I have that. I also have uh, every Wednesday night, we have something called Rebirth, and this is a guided visualization, and it's really to help people who, like, their body's been so stressed. You know, what's that called when you're, um, like, a lot of ER nurses, they're kind of at their max where they're just, Adrenal fatigue, oh, where yeah. you're kind of like the body is mm-hmm. at its max. It can't give anymore. This is a chance to just release all of that and kind of like just let it go. It's the unhooking kind of. So I'm doing that, and we have lots of really exciting stuff coming. It's just a matter of getting it online, and uh, I'm so pumped. It's all about bringing people together and helping them elevate by collaborating instead of competing. Oh, I love that. That's I'm so awesome. excited for you. All those things sound amazing. It sounds ex- exactly what we all, honestly, we all need, even yeah. if we don't know we, we need it yet. Yeah. 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 That was the thing is that I'm so happy that I kind of followed the journey because I didn't realize there was people out there who knew this information, who wanted to help me. Like, gosh, I wish I had known that when I was like in high school. 
Oh, and that's another thing. My girlfriend and I, she works with professional athletes, and a lot of them are young women, and they are still finding themselves. Like, they've just finished high school, or they're in college or university, and they don't know what they want to do, and it's a lot of their parents driving their decisions. And so we're sharing a lot of this content in kind of different types of workshops, and it's going to be across Canada. So that's something else that's coming for young women. That's wonderful. Awesome. Canada's so lucky. Yeah. I don't need to get there again someday. I got to renew my passport, though. I've never been to Canada. Yeah, you need to renew your passport, and I need to get myself to Canada. Vancouver is really where I want to take her. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I want to go to Vancouver, (laughs) Montreal. Uh, yeah, I'm from, I'm from Detroit. Yeah, that'd be great too. I'm from Detroit. So Windsor I've done and up to Toronto. Oh, I want to go to Toronto too. Yeah. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah. I think I've just done that little stretch of Canada. I've not done anything. Pretty cool too. Even though we're the flat prairies, like we got really nice people here. I bet. Does it get pretty warm up there in the summer? Yeah. Yeah, like we think it's hot, but we just had like seven months of like minus 30, minus 40. Oh, no, thank you. I don't even know what you guys would be, but it was painful. This year we got 10 feet of snow, which is like never had that. Wow. From the snow, from the wind. And then we just had flash floods. Apparently we had like a storm of the century. Like Winnipeg got hit this this year. Yikes. (laughs) Rough year. Wow. I'm glad everybody's okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, we're kind of used to it so used to the weather it was just a couple inches taller than normal that's wild um before we let you go could you tell us tips on what tips you would give people when they are seeking a coach for for like personal development yes absolutely I think when you're looking for a coach it's really important that you meet with them like have a conversation with them beforehand because that connection is really important you're sharing a lot of vulnerable information or like to really be able to go inward. You can't be distracted by anything that any nuances that are sort of hard to get by. And it's also um, there's different approaches. Like for myself, um, I love a confident coach who knows what they're talking about. But I don't want somebody telling me what I'm supposed to do with the knowledge or how I'm supposed to apply it. So I'm really big on the type that provide information. Um, but if there are coaches out there that can actually like tell you what to do. It's not therapy. Like I once had somebody explain to me that a therapist stops you from jumping off the bridge. A friend stands at the bridge with you and says, cross it. But a coach is walks across the bridge with you. So mm-hmm. that's the kind of the difference that we're actually just guiding you through the path that you already know you want to do. And I think the personality mixing is the most important thing. But you know what? I've invested in different coaches. I think the big thing is not even about finding the one. It's like, just do it. You're worth it investing in yourself is the best investment you'll ever make it's the most sure one you're ever going to make and you when you're invested you've got skin in the game so now you got to show up for yourself I love that it's like personal training or you know getting Mm -hmm. a trainer a dietitian getting a this getting a that getting anything it's like make the investment in you and that alone sets your mindset on a different path yeah and having somebody who's not going to question your goals like they're, they're third party they're not invested in like what you decide to do, but having somebody who's just kind of in your corner holding the vision for you and not letting you fall off track or lose that like truth. I think that's really impactful. The ones who held me in my place when I felt weak in the knees or imposter syndrome popped up, like that was priceless to me. That's awesome. That's something I think a lot of people can relate to. Uh, imposter syndrome oh. for all of us. 
I have those. I have like, I'm, I'm pretty good on the whole. I got this. I'm confident. I know what I'm doing. I can do this. But then like, I'll catch myself at other moments going, I don't know. That seems like, why would any, so I have a baking business and I'll, I'm pretty popular in my own little group. And, but then as I think about the next steps, I go, but why would anyone buy that from me? And so I even catch myself thinking those moments and I go, wait, what am I doing? Don't do that. <laughs> but it's like you said earlier in the conversation, just becoming aware of when you're having those thoughts and going, no, 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 no. That's not the truth. Yeah. Reframing, yeah, you know, changing up the language and the narrative. The other thing is helping women make more money mm. because it's like so fascinating just when somebody says like, what's your time worth? And, and having somebody question it. And it's so interesting, like if I asked you, how much is an hour of your time worth? Can you come up with a number off the top of your head? Uh, for me personally, it might vary depending on what I'm doing with that hour. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking, I was like, am I doing dentistry? Am I cleaning? Am I um, consulting? What if you're am just I? Being? Yeah. Like the idea is that just you being you, there, there's no like, you don't have to be doing. Mm-hmm. So it's like when men look at uh, their value or they look at what they're worth, they're not comparing it to their hour or the task. So it's really helping women kind of elevate in what they expect for themselves. Like the craziest things I've seen from women just holding out for more, or like I've seen people being asked to public speak, what do you charge? And then going, okay, what's your price? Okay, I want you to double it. I want you to triple it. See how that feels. Quadruple it. You didn't have the job before, so why not try? And they're going, yeah, oh, no problem. That's totally reasonable. Yeah. And the, some like of the first. woman would have gone in so much lower. Yeah. Some of the first, some cake, sometimes I send out cake estimates for custom orders and I go, feels a little high. And I'll send it out anyways. And they're like, okay, great. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> cool. That's my new price. <laughs> so, yeah. Normalizing, it, asking for what you deserve, but also stop asking friends for discounts. Oh, God. Yeah. If we all want to support each other, like, let's support each other. But also, like, there should be no shame in it. Like, men talk about money with no shame. I, women shouldn't either. I'm very big on that. I don't think there should be shame around money. Like, mm -mm. tell other women what you're earning so that they can go out there and get that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, Mel, Mel Robbins talks about that. Oh, Does we're she? Big, we're big Mel Robbins fans. We love Mel Robbins. Mm -hmm. I'm a big Gary Vee fan, Mel Robbins. I mean, we listen to Tony yeah. Robbins. I can think of so many Robbins. Um, <laughs> you've had a really busy day today. Are there things that you will do to wind down? I'm assuming we might be towards the end of your actual work day. Yeah, actually, it's going to lead right into my bedtime. Oh. I get up at 4 or 5 every morning. Oh. I, I take my studies very seriously. But before I'm going to sleep at night, it's a meditation. Oh. I visualize my final vision of what I'm working towards, and I collect details. So I just mm. sit there, and I feel the feels, and I see what I'm wearing, and I think about what I'm smelling, and I think about the people in the room and the view that I have. And it just gives me clues to what I'm going towards. And I like to enjoy a little cup of tea. And usually my daughter asks for 900 husks and cups of water. Literally, literally 900? Aww. 900. surrounded it. by cups by the morning. So. Oh, my gosh. That's too funny. It's wonderful. Aww. I love that. Well, yeah, thanks. 
Thanks so much for being here with us, Kate. We really appreciate everything you've shared and hearing a bit more about your business and how you got there, your journey, what inspires you and what con- what has inspired you, what continues to inspire you. I know, Mylene, I've taken a few things from this. Many things, yeah. I'm pretty sure I, I heard the title in some things you were saying. So <laughs> I'm, I'm leaning towards the title of this episode being, What If It Was Easy? I love it. Yeah. Yes! Um, I and, love uh, it. Where can our listeners find you if they want to connect with you? They want to connect with me. My biggest thing is Instagram. I've just kind of like found my community there, and it's just Kate Hansen. Um, I'm also on Facebook under the same thing. I'm kind of learning the whole internet world of the best place to be reached, but right yeah. now I would say those are your best bet. I love this new, like, the you know, it seems like it's a new chapter of your life with this technology and uh, social media, so I'm yeah. so excited for you because it's exciting and it's it's refreshing and it's, the like, the next level, right? So, so happy and proud for you and of you. I just have to say, too, sometimes when you get stuck in, like, this is how people are, like do something online and realize there's people all over the world and there's some pretty amazing people like the fact that I get to meet you two ladies on just like a random evening it's so amazing like you just look outside of your current community and there's even more people who are going to see your potential I love it I agree I agree just reach out there there's people there's good people everywhere if you look for it put yourself out there Awesome. Thanks so much, Kate. We will be sure to link you in our show notes. And when we post this, when it comes out, we'll tag you so uh, you can see all that. And our listeners can find you on Instagram as well. Thank Uh, you so much, ladies. This is such a pleasure. Thank you. Have a great night, Kate. Thank you. Bye-bye.